Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. And I'm Jess. And this week, this week we've actually kind of got a twofer theme. A twofer? Oh, yes. Like it could be two different themes. Yes. But it's a coupling that also happens more often than I'd like it to. Uh, So what's our theme? You want to tell them the theme for the week? Baby on board. Yep. That's a nice wrap it up with a bow and there's a baby at the end. Yes. But not (laughs) only that, we go from virginity to pregnancy, which is I don't know that they really do that as much anymore. That may have been more of like an old school I progression. had the same thought as I was reading both of these books, actually. I didn't realize it because I hadn't read the one I assigned you, even though I did thought that I did. <laughs> they are extremely similar. Like the heroines could be the same, like heroin. Like, I, I don't know. I felt that way. Like looking back, I was like, wow, we have like, like they're the same. They're like super science minded. They're both virgins and they both end up pregnant. Like, I I don't know. I don't. And yeah, I think that that was like a thing back in the day. I think that's what we wanted to read. Yeah. I I mean, I guess like there are two women that are just so hyper focused on their careers that they just don't have time for sex. Don't have time. Well, in your in the book that you assigned me that I read, there is sort of a reason for why she's still a virgin. Not so much in the book that I gave you. Just like mine's she a little more find the right guy. Yeah, or mine's whatever. a little more of a romantic. I feel like yours is not. <laughs> yeah, like she's Although got ha- stuff under control. <laughs> yeah, having having that said, because I I really sincerely hate this trope, and I know a lot of people do. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I had such a good time with this theme. Like I really enjoyed reading both of these books and they're both like, they could have also fit into our old going old school theme because they are, when was yours written? Did you look it up? I looked at both of them up and they were both written in 2008. Oh, that's funny. Okay. That's really funny. Yeah. Because like I said, they're very similar. Um, Triple, triple theme similarity. (laughs) Books from 2008. I know. I should have looked even closer and figured out which one actually came out first, but I didn't go that deep. But um, both 2008 and, like I said, very similar. We're in a very similar time. Like, you and I are old enough to where we can remember 2008. Um, So, like, you know. (laughs) I can't even remember yesterday, but sure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely like, okay, I know where we're at in these books. Like, I know know the world we're living in for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting how this I'm like overall genre has evolved yes, pretty much since Twilight say. came out mm-hmm. because now it's like most of the books that I that we read anyway are these kind of sweeping fantasy romance books that are sort of Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings inspired you know, fantasy worlds that have creatures and it's sort of a, like a generic medieval time frame, (laughs) ambiguous time frame. Generic medieval times. Right. Well, it's like, I don't know. Is it modern day? It's, it's a different world entirely. So I don't, (laughs) I don't know, but you know, a lot of the 
more old school type books. They're like set in present day. They've got usually some sort of creature or otherworldly being that's kind of living alongside of humanity, but they're sometimes they're, the rest of the world knows about them. Other times they're incognito. Um, usually the woman's got some sort of power she doesn't know about yet, or she's associated with the creature world in some capacity, be it professionally or personally. I, I don't know. They have a lot of, they have a lot of similar flavors and it's, just they don't you don't see that as much anymore people just don't write books in that sort of style anymore yeah I like both of these books like they're more like they're fun like they're fun little romps right <laughs> like I think when we read um that the wear books yes I was thinking was the that the hot and badger and it yeah. was yeah I was like oh this is kind of like old school feeling like it's a fun little hot romp right and these mm-hmm. both of these books had that same kind of feeling um and I appreciate it and I like it and it's fun but I will admit I do think there's a part of me that does like the more drawn out love saga longing enemy to love you know like I like a little more depth I like it a little more emo if you will (laughs) yeah Um, I do too I think there's a place for both I mean I definitely thoroughly enjoy the epic fantasy romance books of today they're great it's nice to see what that genre has kind of graduated into um and it's also Again, like that series versus one-off conversation. Mm-hmm. And most of the the majority of the new books that come out, they're at least like a trilogy, if not an ongoing series with who knows how many books they're going to end up with. And it's much easier to, to do that long, sweeping, drawn-out enemies yeah. to lovers format because they, you know, they can still be hating each other at the end of book one. You've got a series to, to let that grow. And so I can appreciate the challenge with, with writing these one-off stories that, you know, you have to have, you have to have that bow at the end. Like they have to find Mm -hmm. their way to each other and resolve their issues at the conclusion of the one book. So the pacing is, has just has to be different based on that. Yeah. And both of our books too, like they're set in a universe where there's additional books they're just not focused on the same couple or the same you know main characters um so it is like it's an interesting way to where you still do get to explore that universe but it's not the like the trilogy that you have to read the whole thing and complete like you still get to peek in on these characters which is kind of cool but I don't I guess we need both yeah well and I will say (laughs) one thing to champion the the how they're written in this format where there's one world and you're just having a snapshot on these individual characters, all that exist in the same world is that you don't, you don't have to read them in order. You don't have to read one after the other. You don't have to forget everything that happened while you're waiting a year plus for the next book to came to come out. Like I, I had never read any of the series of the book that I'm going to talk about. And I'm going first, so I might as well just say. So the book that uh, Jess assigned to me is one of the Immortals After Dark series by Cresley Cole. And it's book six of 19. 
And I didn't look at book 19, so I don't know if this is still an ongoing series or like when book 19 came out. I think um, it's still going. Okay. So the book that I read is called Dark Desires After Dusk. Yeah, which I don't know why it was called that. I was thinking about that earlier. I'm like, nothing in this book happens after dusk. Dark desires after dusk. They can desire whenever they want. That's tr- And they do. They do. <laughs> Every, what is it, 420 miles or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so, so the book that I read focuses on a character named Holly Ashwin. And she's a mathematician. She's a virgin. She's 25. I think somewhere I think she's around younger. there. She's, Is she I don't younger? Know. She's okay. young, but maybe it's Gwen that's twenty-five from your book. I think that's true. She has a milk toast boyfriend who doesn't pressure her into having sex. She's Which, what? Yeah, she's got you know some neuroses in terms of needing everything really ordered. She's very OCD especially focusing on things in threes. So anytime she goes somewhere, she has to reorganize the furniture. She's 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 uptight, right? She's straight laced. She's uptight and she thinks she's a human. But when we open the with the with the book, she has gotten kidnapped because come to find out she is actually a vessel, which means Yes, which means whoever in the immortal world, I think they call it the the lore. The lore, yeah. Yeah, and so it encompasses, you know, you've got your demons, your fae, your vampires. That's all they really talk about in this book, so I don't know as far as other types of creatures go. There might be more. There's a lot of different types well, of demons. Valkyrie, obviously. Valkyrie. And your furies. Yeah. Right, okay, so, so she... I can't even remember how often it is. Like once in a thousand years, there's a vessel born or something yeah, it's along something those ridiculously lines. Long, like and that. basically, whoever gets her with child, that child is either going to be the greatest evil or the greatest good that the world has ever known. And the father's seed is part of the thing that influences which direction that child will go. And so. They don't really explain how the other demons that kidnap her came to discover that she was the vessel. Yeah, it's just like kind of this like people just know. They figure out. I guess so. They sniffed her out. out So they kidnap her and they've got her strapped to a table and they're getting ready to do, you know, to rape her basically. Um, But there's this side story where you've got I don't know how to say their last name, but his first name's Caden, and it's like Wody. Oh yeah, I just said Wode. Wode. Okay, that's probably right. Yeah, because Wo, it's W O E D E, so Wode. Wode. Yeah. Who knows? That makes sense. I think you're right. I was tripping over that in my mind. But he is a. Is he a chaos demon? That's I want to say that he is. I was trying. He's one to look of the demon. He's not a smoke demon because his no. friend is a smoke demon. Yeah, he's not a ra- is he a rage demon? There's I... a nice glossary in the front, but you oh, know okay. I don't read the glossaries because I, I want to get into those. the book. Yeah, I... he's some sort of demon. I don't. I didn't really care too much to suss out the different factions of demon. 
But yeah. the book we'll actually opens time, back in the past. And you learn that he was the younger brother of basically like the king, the, the demon king, the furrier. I think it is a rage demon. He's a rage yeah, okay. demon. Okay. Yeah, I just found out because his brother, King Rydstrom the mm-hmm. third is the monarch of the rage demons. Yeah. So we we start out back in the past, like a couple thousand years, and he, Caden, was the younger brother of Rydstrom, the, the king, and he had been kind of shipped off to live with a foster family um, to, for his protection partially, but he kind of was like opting out of his responsibilities to the crown because he like loved living the simple life. He was a farmer. He loved his foster family. And the king tried to call him home to like hold down the fort while Rydstrom was at war. And he said, "Ah, I'm going to pass on that. I'm not really into this whole (laughs) lordship lifestyle. And it ends up that the enemies killed his entire foster family and so, you know, for thousands of, and his brother comes back and kind of helps him bury the bodies and is like, you know, do you want revenge? And so they've had this like long standing war for thousands of years with this other. He also gives him a good dose of shame. Like, sure. Right. You weren't there. Yeah. All these you guys there, want me to kill fault. you. Like, you know, because you, so, didn't, you didn't take care of the crown like you should have. Yeah. So he, he holds all this guilt about that, I think. But yeah. He does. The book tells me that he does. <laughs> Yeah, and so he's been working with Rydstrom for all these years since to kind of try to to overcome his transgressions. But he meets Holly, and he's, like, drawn to her. Stalks and he, her. He stalks her, yeah. He starts watching her. He, for every, de- I don't know if it's every lore person or this is just demon exclusive. I'm assuming it's everybody because you've got the whole mate thing too so like every demon has its its true mate and they can't ejaculate that's how you know when you're fucking your true mate you can actually ejaculate and and it also makes babies with your true mate yeah and it also makes you go full demon and so he can't do that with a human because it'll kill her and so he like has this suspicion when he meets her that she's his true mate, but he has to stay back because not only because she's human, but also because he can't really make space for that in his life because he's on this trajectory for his brother to save the crown uh, from, you know, the rival demon faction. He's that's- got responsibilities yeah. and he's not going to like, you know, not show up this time. Right, but he will take some time to stalk her and, like, keep tabs on her. Protecting her. Right. That's how you spin that to where it's not stalking. (laughs) Right. Yeah, he wants to keep an eye on her and make sure she's okay and and he doesn't trust this boyfriend guy. And they also have this juxtaposition between the two of them where she's sort of, like, librarian, buttoned up, straight-laced, and he's sort of, like... Easy going, yeah. drives a truck, wears a baseball hat. Like he what? actually, um, he reminded me of Spike from Buffy, and I liked that. I can see that, like, but he also British seems guy. like a little bit more. I don't know, like trucker. He 
He likes things I kind of was thinking of like a Louisiana because it takes place in New Orleans. Like an so Aussie. I was thinking like a, yeah, like a Creole. I mean, even though he's not Creole because he's, he's a British. demon from, yeah. But he sort of has that facade about him where he's not refined. Actually, I don't know if he's British, but he has an accent that's British, like she says. Right. Yeah. It's just But a then, like, accent. that's weird. Like, I mean, I guess the other cars were his brothers, but, like, he's got, like, an old junker truck, but, like, then he's also driving around, like, really fancy sports cars that I knew. Thank you to my son. Um, right. So I don't, that was a little weird. And, like, he has a lot of money. He has a lot of money. He's a mercenary. Well, he's royalty too. So yeah. I'm sure he's got, you know, that that good old generational wealth. And but they also make a point of him because he was raised by this like kind of wholesome, simple family that he didn't go through the same education and upbringing that his brother did. So he didn't he wasn't raised in a royal way. And so he's he also has these feelings of shortcoming about himself, about he studies on his own because he wants to get this knowledge. And but but it doesn't like translate to how he presents because she she meets him and he fumbles over his words and she just thinks, oh, this dummy, <laughs> you know, he's not my type at all. He doesn't know anything. Well, I think uh, he was flustered by her, though. Right? He was. Like, yeah. He's he like was. very charming. Like, you know, he's not. He's a hot commodity. He's not but a they fumbler. Did, yeah, he's not a fumbler. But they did make a a point about him being not having a lot of like self confidence in terms of his intelligence level because he lacked that formal that. training. <laughs> um, so you know, reg- so I feel like he kind of like presents in that way as a as a like a barrier, you know, mm-hmm. like he's not like self confident as like a suave type guy. And he probably also needs to blend in because his day job is that he's a mercenary. Yeah, I got caught up on um, the hats. Yeah. He has to wear a hat. And I was like, what kind of hat? Like, I need yeah. more details on what kind of hat he was wearing. Yeah, they keep <laughs> mentioning this, like, leather hat that's like supposed Indiana to Jones? be. I don't like, know, but I, I couldn't envision it in a way that it wasn't just entirely goofy. Yeah, he just didn't like, wear a hat in my mind. Yeah. You know who I was actually picturing? And you won't know who this is because you haven't watched um, 1923. Hmm. But I picture him like Brandon. I think it's like Sky Skeeler or Scaler or something like that. He's he's like the hot dude in 1923. But he kind of has that like pushback hair that could it could hide some horns. <laughs> So that's that's who played the role of of Cade in my mind was Brandon, whatever the hell his last name is. I don't think I ever even got there. Oh, Brandon Sklenar. That's the one. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I know that guy. No, no, no. I do not think he's hot, but that doesn't matter. OK, Each I mean, their own. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't really I didn't. He's not going to be in my top men's, Cade. He's, this is like a not, fun romp, but I'm happy to leave it yeah, behind, yeah, too. Yeah, he's not like, um, he's not broody. He's just, you know. Yeah, he's he's, he's effervescent, really. the right guy really. for her, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah there's not a lot of, uh. He could have been more tortured because he had the makings for it, but. Yeah, that's actually one of my kind of critiques on this book. Is I mean, I totally liked it. It was fun, you know. 
I've read it in two days, as you know, I had to knock it out. Um, but like, I felt like everyone's cards were shown. Like there was no mystery. We knew exactly how she felt about him. We knew what was going on in her mind. We knew exactly what he was up to. Like, even if she didn't know, like we, the reader knew exactly what he was doing. I'm like, I kind of want a little more like, I don't know. Can there be like a little mystery where I'm like kind of trying to figure one of the characters out because like there's just none. Like it was just all laid out for you. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You you knew everything that was going to happen for the most part. Yep. Um, and it was just a matter of like, how are they gonna untangle this situation? Because you know they're gonna end up together, and yeah, how are they gonna wrap it up with a bow? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did find. I mean, I guess I didn't find it odd because the whole thing of her being a vessel. Obviously, she's gonna get pregnant. How to make a baby? And they yeah. did like they're like, oh, she's super super fertile. So like, right. that was really like. Which minute, kind of made the, the happened, fact that she gave in to him and started having sex with him a little bit sus. Because obviously she's going to get knocked up. Well, she didn't know that she was super uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess he didn't care. I guess like secretly he probably hoped that she would. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. So she's strapped <laughs> to this table and she all of a sudden realizes she's not so human after all. Because she, like, turns it, like, I know what a Valkyrie is. Like, mythologically, it's like a, like Warrior a Viking woman. lore. They're, like, Odin's yeah. warrior woman. Don't but they it, also, in, like, collect dead soldiers or something? I thought that they did that Yeah, well, but are they, like, warriors? I always pictured, I pictured it through this book, like, she's kind of bird-like. Like she turns into this sort of like, or is it like a harpy type like steel <laughs> bird? Yeah, Tom like she gets she gets claws and like sharp teeth, and she. Um, I guess I, I didn't really think about it. I just, yeah, I guess, I don't really understand what a Valkyrie is in this world, or is is it kind of harpy esque in other things? I don't. The only other thing I've read about. Valkyries is the whole thing in Court of Thorns and Roses where like Nesta is like training like the Valkyries did but it seemed like they were just another type of fae they weren't you know is Manon or Manon I guess is how you pronounce it from Throne of Glass is she she's a witch but she's I don't know it sort witch, of seems right? like like the witches were sort of the same type of creature that Holly is in this book. Yeah. I don't. So I only know the very traditional. I was right. Of the Valkyries is they're maidens of Odin and they go and choose the heroes to be slain in battle. And then they, but they don't actually do the slaying. Do they fly? They (laughs) escort them to Valhalla. But then, but then there was also Valkyries in uh, that Avengers. (laughs) and uh thor and that valkyrie is like they're Val- they're like fighting battles yeah they have their flying horses right oh that's valkyrie right is whatever you want were... it to be yeah okay well it's i was just having woman. i was i was having a hard time like visualizing the sort of like half creature that she turns into when she's being threatened yeah you claws you got they did like there's a lot of mention of her curving her claws. I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, I felt like I needed to look up animals and like why they curve their claws. That's what made me think it was like a bird because <laughs> how they like kind of clutch things in their talons. Yeah, but she curved her claws when she was like, turn on. Yeah, turn on, turn, turn, on, on. Curve turn up, turn it up. <laughs> um, 
So she kills all these demons. She Valkyries yeah. out on him and she kills all these demons. And Cade Another like, complaint. Runs- oh, go ahead. We never, she does this twice where she just goes Valkyrie and just slaughters people. And we never get any details. It's just like she just did it. Yeah. It's like a but Greek I don't know tragedy. How, all of or, the violence happens off page. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one <laughs> thing we don't know all about. We know everything else. <laughs> yeah. I feel, see, I feel like this could have been more books because, like, I get it. You got to, like, keep the pace going because, you know, you got to get where you need to be at the end of this. So you don't have a lot of time to pause to. Yeah. But they, they could have explained it more because her and Cade run into trouble several times throughout the series and she doesn't Valkyrie out in any of those situations. She really, sure doesn't. So. No, she's got to be like pissed off or something to Valkyrie out. Yeah, not just scared. Yeah, I don't know. And it's possible in the books before that there are Valkyries in those books as well. And maybe yeah. it's explained a little more. Yeah, maybe. This is book oh, six. Could, like, so. Yeah. Um, but Cade goes to save her, and she sort of saved herself, but she's also really freaked out and weirded out about what's happened to her because this is the... Well, it's not really the first time that this has happened. Previously, I had said in my book there's a little bit more of a reason why the female protagonist has stayed virginal. Mm-hmm. And for her, it's because she kind of starts to Valkyrie out on people when she gets turned on and so she's had a couple of encounters with like boys you know men in the past when she was growing up where she kind of hurt them when things started going in that direction and so the main reason she's decided to to stay a virgin is because she's worried about unleashing that part of herself her claws yeah but they also and you know so she's super neurotic and they make like a big point of that. She's very particular. She She's a germaphobe. She can't eat out at restaurants. It's like a bring your own silverware type of situation. <laughs> yeah, she has to have like, packaged food. That was yeah. weird. They go out to dinner and like he orders her like a banana and eggs. Oh, and Hard-boiled eggs. eggs. Yeah, because they're like, you know, they have a, a And shell. crab because she c- can crack it. So it's like nobody's touched the actual meat it's like inside the shell yeah so you know that's like a focus point of her character however it kind of seems like her embracing her the fact that she's a valkyrie erases these characteristics like she yeah. stops caring about that stuff that so i guess I didn't my didn't quite get like, yeah i wasn't sure why why that element of her character was even needed. Yeah, because they were making it like seem like those these nuances about her were actually related to her not being human. But I don't know why having an obsessive compulsive disorder or being diagnosed with that would have anything to do with being a Valkyrie or a Fury. <laughs> it doesn't check out. And I kind of I guess that's one way that I was misdirected in this series. I kind of thought that her, her I don't want to call it compulsions, but her, the way that she was, the way she had to have everything ordered was going to come into play to be like part of the resolution of at the end. Like she was going to need those qualities in order to like get them out of the situation that they found themselves in. And yeah, it just didn't seem to really matter. Yeah, this book's not that deep. It's other than, yeah, I mean, (laughs) other than I guess it gave Cade a way to 
endear himself to her because yes. he was catering to her particularities while they were traveling. That's together. true. And it was a way for you to realize that Cade really saw her and cared for her in a way for her to feel like she was seen and cared for because he was very like uh, thoughtful about yeah, and attentive. And- and, yeah. And making sure things were in threes and he got her packaged food. And, and then he was always, they did make a point like um, they eat a lot because they're on the run on the road together. Um, and he's always ordering something that like she'll feel comfortable eating and then also what she actually wants so that she has that choice. So, yeah, yeah. I could see why like breeders want that. We want to know that, you know, she's being given choices and being taken care of in a respectful way. Sure. And then he gets to give her her Barbie dream house at the end. Yeah. It's all like threes. Which yeah. I thought that yeah. was cute. It I was cute. It, it was yeah. a yeah, it was a nice way to wrap a bow around that. But yeah, yeah, they do have to go on the run because she finds him to be the lesser evil. She doesn't necessarily trust him, but he has lied to her and told her that if they get her to this Groot guy, who in fact he yeah. has been that name. Yeah. He he has been hired or charged by his brother to take her to Groot because Groot is is it o- or Odom Orum? I don't Ordem? know the names. It's like Groot. The, the, the main bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's his brother and his brother has a sword that can really kill Ordom. And so Rydstrom says, okay, you gotta take the vessel to Groot. And at this time they don't know that the vessel is Holly. This lady that he thinks is his mate that he's been watching. Yeah, there's just always um, coincidences. <laughs> yeah. And so he tells her that if they get there fast enough that there's something that can, they can do to reverse her turning into a Valkyrie so she can go back to being a human. So she decides to trust him and also she needs protection because people know she's the vessel. So all these other factions of the lore are trying to come out to, to get her and impregnate her. So he's kind of protecting her from that and trying to, to get her to this, these, they have to go to all these checkpoints because the person with the information who is Nix, who is, I I'm assuming she's in other books. She seems like a a throwback character that we're getting here again. Mm -hmm like sprinkled in so I'm assuming one of the books is likely about her um it is her aunt she's also a Valkyrie but she's kind of like a little bit crazy and she's not giving all of the information because she's um, a seer because she's a seer yeah yeah so they won't tell them exactly how to get to to Groot's place, but they have to go to all these checkpoints that are all over the country. So for the the majority of the book, we're just going on this adventure with them where they keep getting into these different scrapes at these checkpoints where they're getting the next piece of information to figure out how to get to Groot's castle. And all along the way, he knows he can't have sex with her because if he does it'll make it harder for him to let her go. And he's trying to figure out, he's like trying to rationalize with himself. Like, is there another solution to this problem that I can figure out before we get there so that I can get the sword, but I can also keep her. Um, But he also like can't help himself, but be like playing with her along the way. Like he, (laughs) 
he really wants to, you know, get with her. And so he's like trying to get her to open up sexually, which she does very easily. Like she doesn't protest She's just about been that waiting too much. To like, and well, then I guess we do have to like, she doesn't have her medication. So I think that was kind of implied too. Like maybe her medication was kind of stifling some of these Valkyrie tendencies. It's like now that she doesn't have her medication, she's like, oh my God, I'm, you know, horny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't keep it in. Or is it just because it's Cade and she can tell that he's her fated mate as well? There's that pull. But yeah, so, you know, I mean, they you get all these hot scenes along the way where he's like, oh, you know, set your watch for, I must have been three minutes, right? I and mean, I can make you come in three minutes. And That's pretty hot. It was hot. Yeah, all yeah. the sex is super hot. I like he it like was- instructs her at one point, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. a different sex scene, but I'm like, well, this is hot, too. Well, okay, here we go. Yeah. Very like, hot. she's really, like, coming into her sexuality. And uh-huh. as they go and and ha- and as she, like, embraces that part of herself, she starts to feel more and more like, well, maybe I don't want to reverse this part, this Valkyrie side. You know, maybe there's, maybe I'm better off this way. Maybe this is my true nature. Yeah, which it is. Yeah, which it is. And so, you know, they finally get to Groot's and and Cade has exhausted all other possibilities. He was going to try to go to war. He was going to try to to kidnap this lady that he thought he had killed, which we realized was the book prior was that story, um, who was like a vampire's mistress. Yes. And she's now like a ghost. She's a phantom. A phantom. Mm-hmm. And... I don't remember like I don't even remember her her part to the story though in terms of like why she was going to be helpful she knew something about Groot I think somebody knew a different way to kill Ordem okay so that and it was her lover that was pissed off because she was dead but she wasn't really dead so then the lover maybe not wouldn't be that pissed off maybe and would give them that information i totally am gonna read more of these it's that's the nice thing about the fact that they're all okay i I mean i want to read the next one because the next one's gonna be about his brother who also got kidnapped at the beginning of this book so he was he was no help basically um by order Groot's sister yes man if she would have known about Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, would have been psychic and knew that it was coming. really wish she wouldn't have done that name because the whole time I just see, like, I am Groot. I'm like, is this supposed to be, like, yeah. the big bad guy? <laughs> I've I actually never seen those movies, but I know oh. who that is because, you know. He's the cutest. It's kind of unavoidable. He yeah. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I don't, I can't stand um, the Chris, one of the Chris's. Who's in it? Which Chris is in it? Oh, you don't like him? No, I, I fucking hate him. Chris Pratt? Yeah, he's gross. He creeps Why? me out. That's I don't so know. Funny. I just find him creepy. And I think huh. he's a real, he's not a good person in real life either from what I understand. I think he's and he's supposed like a, to be good. I don't think he's supposed to be a bad guy. Oh, well, you should do some more reading. About he's not like Army in, Hammer in or the, anything. Oh, no, 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 no. But he's like weird religion. <laughs> I think he's like, a little Christian. He's, he's yeah. weird and religious and... I heard some like strange things about like his breakup with Anna Ferris and some stuff uh, about that. And then also I heard some stories about how he like got rid of a dog once. So, you know, he's like an evil monster in my book because he is, is unkind to animals. So uh, I pretty much think anybody that does that is the scourge of the earth. Okay. 
Alrighty. But there were other things too. And I don't I like I'm not a religious person. I don't care if you are, but people that are like uber into religion kind of creep me out too a little bit. So I just think he's creepy. Like Fair I can't enough. I don't like watching him and stuff because I think he's creepy. Okay. Well, There's something cute. something a little not right about him to me. A little not right. Yeah, you gotta trust that gut. So Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I haven't seen those. But but I do I do know who Groot is. And I like the little like raccoon guy or whatever. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah. I haven't seen the new one. I haven't either. I heard it's really sad. Yeah, I heard it's all it's all about the raccoon. And Austin yeah. said, I don't think you can watch it because there's, there's sad, animal sad stuff so. about animals in there. And I don't do so well with that. Even yeah. King Kong. Like yeah, the King Kong it. movie that came yeah. out. I... Yeah. I wasn't anticipating when I went to the movie theater to see it that I would be full on ugly crying. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but I was like, I had to go get tissues because I was like snotting and it was terrible. I will never watch that movie again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have Can you imagine like people me. seeing you? You're just like having a total emotional breakdown yeah, during the I'm King sure Kong. people were laughing at me, but I couldn't, I couldn't hold it together. <laughs> It was too much for me. It was just too much. Don't ever change. The CGI faces they got the gorilla to make were just heartbreaking. Yep. It's on the eyes. Talk about it. Yeah. It's devastating. All right. Um, Well, okay. We're almost there. She gets pregnant. (laughs) Well, yeah. She didn't have triplets. Seems like she should have had triplets, but you know. Well, we don't we don't know that. That's, That's the other true. thing I was gonna we say. Well, yet. you know, they have the big climax of the of the battle scene where he drops her off at at Groot's and convinces Groot and Holly in the in the wake of things that, you know, he'd never really cared and this was all part of the plan and he was just perfectly content to get the sword and leave her there. But all along, since all of his other plans had fallen through, he really was gonna go to war basically he was going to kill Groot as soon as he got the sword which he eventually does end up doing but not after Holly is now convinced that he's lied to her and that you know he was and he was double like tricking her he was double crossing her she never she never thought that he was gonna turn her over in any capacity um I don't think he did either until the last minute. He's like, well, we got to do it this way. Like, you well, know, I mean, like he said, he was, was like, trying to find alternatives. He was, but I mean, that was like, that was the original plan. Yeah. Was for him to do that. He was just trying to find a way out of it once he realized who she was to him. But, you know, at that point, they'd already like fucked a bunch hotly yeah. on yeah. cars, in cars, in hotels. Lots of cars. Yeah. Lots of, yeah. Lots of, uh, luxury automobiles and Bugatti Veyron <laughs> I don't no idea I didn't look it up I don't know what it is I assume it's some kind of sports car yeah and then a McLaren too hmm. fancy cars yeah <laughs> um but he she ends up going all Valkyrie that I I didn't find that part of the book very satisfying because I was like oh she got out of this pretty easily actually she just like jumped yeah, she off jumped into the balcony. a river well, she and was actually, have- like, good to go. But then she was like, fuck these guys. I'm a Valkyrie. I could take them out. I'm going to go back. And I'm going to kill them all because I'm angry. <laughs> so yeah. And I did appreciate that because I do like a strong female character. That, like, yeah. it, it isn't always about the guy riding in to rescue her. Like, she has some agency and she ha- she's able to take care of herself. And so I yeah. did appreciate that. 
And then she fucks off out of there. And they're like in the snowy mountains and she's like hiking through these minor <laughs> villages and he's trying to find her to explain uh, what mm-hmm. happened. And the Valk- her Valkyrie cousin and aunt end up picking her up and taking her back to New Orleans where they have this whole house of Valkyrie women that live. And she is meant to, I guess, stay with them. But then as soon as uh, Nyx realizes that she is, in fact, pregnant, she's like, well, you can't stay here. Like, this ain't this, is, this ain't no place for a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we're crazy. We're a bunch of crazy bitches up in here. Can't raise a child like this. And, yeah, you know, the whole time Nyx knows that she, she and Caden are going to end up together. And so yeah. she goes to Caden and she's like, you got to get her a nice house and you got to explain to her what happened and, you know live your best lives together basically so he goes out and he finds her this perfect mansion and Nix makes it seem like they're going to look at this property for rent that's some sprawling like mansion yeah antebellum style mansion (laughs) right and like uh, why could she afford that i guess she's got a lot of money does she i think so because she got that she's been working on that code or whatever yeah but she's like school. school That's true. She doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Well, Cade certainly does. Cade does. He's loaded. Yeah. All those mercenary jobs and all the royalty money, I guess. I guess. I mean, he's got a mansion now. They did total the car. That was sad. But yeah. It wasn't his car, anyways. No, it was his brother's. And then he presents this house to her at the end. And. So we had different experiences with reading this book because you read the physical paper copy of the book. There he is. I no read. Shirt. Okay. Yeah. Mm, woo woo. Nipples hard. No it's got horns. Like a, it's got like a lady holding a knife on the know. cover of the Kindle one. I've got a moon. I don't see any horns. Got a little goatee action. Nice white t-shirt. In the dark, there is no escaping passion. I don't understand this whole dark thing. There's no during the day all the time. Yeah, like why is why do we have moonlight? We're not dealing with werewolves. Yeah, this someone really needs to think about. Maybe that's why they redid the cover. (laughs) I'm shaking the book like anyone can see. (laughs) You can see. I can't. Very emphatic. Yeah. My point though is. The Kindle, the end of the book is only at like 75%. And so it was very, and even story-wise, I thought the ending was very abrupt. Yeah, it ends with an ellipsis because I'm okay with that, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. (laughs) And so like I skipped to the next page thinking, oh, I still have 15% of the book. And also thinking like, well, where are we going from here? But I thought there was at least going to be another chapter or something. And it's just like they saved a big chunk at the end for sampling other books. Like there's like a like a pretty large. It's not even the next book in the series. It's a different series. But anyways, I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's that's the end then. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I say. It's just like wrapped up and done. There we go. She got her 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 man, her baby, and her dream house. Oh, and she gets to work on her code with the fancy new computer system that's not even available. Yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I kind of glossed over that whole element of the story because I don't care. I don't care either about code or mathematics, but I did leave out that 
her boyfriend, the perfect man, yeah, we who go ahead was make him not so perfect. Yeah, he was like at some sort of conference where he was supposed to be presenting her work for the most part because she did the majority of the work on it. But part of her OCD is, I guess, she doesn't like to travel and stuff like that. So he was going on her behalf, but he was passing the work off as his own. And one of her friends in the department who also has a husband or boyfriend that was at that same conference kind of ratted him out. And so she dumps him like a hot potato. Yeah. I mean, it was already over. She was flirting with Oh, sure. She was already performing sexual acts with Caden and and trying to like rationalize in her brain how it wasn't really cheating because it was this fleeting experience while they were traveling. Yeah. And she was getting it out of her system and then she was going to go back to her nice, normal human life. Yeah, she wants to be normal. That's why she has a house and a baby and she's happy with that because she's normal. (laughs) I guess so. I mean, look, like I would live in a fancy ass New Orleans mansion with a sexy rage demon. I guess if I had to have a baby, I don't want the baby part, but I'll take the rest of it. Also, like, let's not like. We have to like acknowledge that that baby has a road ahead of it. Like that baby is That's either going to be was like, this, this is great such an evil ending. I'm like, we're not even like, are we coming back to these guys in any capacity down the Wait, road? This was in 2008, 2018, 1920, I mean, if she wants to talk about a 15 year old. Well, I'm not saying the baby has to be like the main character, but we like something though. Do we yeah. learn anything more about this kid? I'm assuming we must because we have obviously have other characters that have been in prior books that are in this book. Yeah. And like the book right before this, I had to look is about the the lady that Cade thought that he killed, who was the vampire's lover and became the phantom. So the book before this was about that. And then the next book is going to be about Rydstrom and Sabine. And how that, because he got kidnapped by her at the beginning of this book. And then probably like three quarters of the way through the book, Cade shows up at his house and he's there. And he's like, oh, You've heard. how'd What's you got to get away from Sabine? And then he hears Sabine in the bathroom, like, let me out of here. Or the bathroom <laughs> in the house somewhere, like, let me yeah. out of here, let me out of here. And he's acting all cagey. And so he's like, now the, 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 roles have reversed and he's got her held captive and so as soon as that scene happened I was like oh I bet you anything like the next book is about them and so I had to read the synopsis uh and it is yeah and I do want to read it it's like the demon king's kiss or something like that and Mm -hmm. I like I you only got a little bit of Rydstrom in this book but I was like I he's more my like I don't know what's going on with him but he's sexy he's royal He's got fancy cars. He was the good guy, but now it sounds like maybe he's got a little edge, little edge to him. Yeah. So I'm I'm very curious about this book. So yeah, even though it had two things that I abhor, pregnancy and virginity. You loved it. I did. I had a great time. I thought it was like, it was fun. It was exciting. It wasn't yeah. scary. I wouldn't say scary. I, Although the, the ending part was kind of scary with the like the Groot guy and how he was. Oh, the, yes. Like, he he was raises like, all the dead people and puts that thing through their head. Yes. Yeah. Was he was going to try to do that to Holly to make her compliant. Yeah. 
And she was like, mindless this. sex. Valkyrie slave. out. Whew, off the Whew. balcony. <laughs> yep, exactly. I felt that. That was scary to me. It was. That was a little creepy. You're right. And the like, like the people that eat each other, kind of like zombie people. Oh, that yeah. Are, the like, milling when, around. When God and when Da goes or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's not right, but when kind of like zombies, like flesh eating zombies who are that's why this mining town that Groot's fortress was located above yeah, they came in was abandoned because they like ate them all and they're still those dudes wandering about the forest. So when she has Digo, to, when Digo was close, so yeah, she has to deal with them after she, <laughs> yeah, and that's what no, she basically she, she's dealing with. She's like kind of good to go like she could probably take off and escape but then she thinks about all those people that settled in that little town and thought they were going to have this beautiful life and then the wendigo things come in and they just eat them all and she was just pissed she's like i am going to destroy those wendigos so i wish I we got really more know of her destroying people them that are like living in a mining village are ever going to have a wonderful life but, but they try to make a home like because it's like she comments like on like how it's work. like there's like a little tower or something like it's like a little cute and then yeah not there's a cute. church and then the church they all got trapped in and died and so she yeah. flips the script and burns them all alive in there yeah exactly it's pretty badass i mean i did i also i really did enjoy reading her kind of coming into herself yeah. uh, and like getting her power back because she had all of these roadblocks in her life or like ways that she allowed herself to be diminished because she didn't trust these parts of herself that she felt like she couldn't control and so her whole life was about being very ordered and kind of watching that be whittled away throughout the story so yeah I guess I'm kind of talking myself into (laughs) liking that she was neurotic or like more more coming around to seeing the the reason for that in the story yeah um but yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't without its issues. It was pretty cheesy, you know. There was I definitely did a lot of eye rolling, but like fun. It was fun, exactly. and like fun I, romp. yeah, I really like recommend newer readers or younger readers of the paranormal romance, fantasy romance, urban fantasy, whatever you want to call it, to like give some of these older books a try because they're a lot different, but. They're like, you know, the pioneers that made it possible to that this like genre really exploded. It's true. And I like I think they're totally worthwhile to come back to. Absolutely. Or even like discover for the first time because I'd never heard of this series before. I'm sure it was one of the ones you probably told me about way back when. I don't know what book I read, but it wasn't this one. And I was sure it was this one. But the one. Well, I wonder if they all end up pregnant. Maybe. I don't. So I know. I think. I think I read the one before this, and I don't think that she ends up pregnant, but I don't remember. I mean, she's a phantom, so how could she? Yeah. I remember something with like a mirror, some living in a different realm. But then there, Mm. it was definitely one I read that was, which was the one I thought I was assigning to you, where like, same thing. She ends up pregnant at the end, and he's like, He's much more tormented than this character. But whatever. Read them all. Yeah, now I'm going to have to figure out which one it was. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 I really liked them. When I, I actually read these, funny enough, like on my like, you know, journey through. So I started with Fever. Well, let's be real. I rediscovered with Twilight. I got back into this genre again. 
And then I found Fever. Was obsessed with Fever. Then I found the Highlanders because that was also Camry moaning. And I am reading a Highlander book or I did read a Highlander book. Um, And then this was the next series that I kind of discovered after that, like in my quest to find something else to read. Um, So it makes sense that they came out at the same time. Yeah. Got a lot of similarities. I love them both. So and I was I loved reading this one. Because I thought I already read it and I hadn't. Yeah, so it was new to you. <laughs> yeah, I kept waiting for like, okay, something will like ring a bell and I'll be like, there it is. Now I remember. And I'm like, it's not happening. It's really not happening. I was like, I have not read this. And the thing that that like rang a bell was when he was talking about like trying to make a go at some other woman, but that she was really mated for somebody else. And I was like, oh, I know them. <laughs> So I've definitely read one of these. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, but yeah, so I, I kind of just started off. I think we already kind of mentioned it. I read Kiss of the Highlander, which is, is it the third book or the, I think it's I the third I believe it book. is the third book. Yeah. Yeah. So this, yes, it is because, huh? Of seven? Of seven. I think that's true. I think the, the last one's like a little short one, but, um, and this one, like this series first, it starts with like Hawk mm-hmm. and then there's a one that he's like, um. A berserker and then this is when we start to get into all the mckelters so i feel like this is where it becomes a little more paranormal romance and i i did kind of mention like are these books paranormal romance i think I do so think, you got I think magic when we get to the mckelters yes time travel yeah druids. but the first two before i don't know um and yeah, this does I mean, kind of read like a more traditional like harlequin romance yes, totally. type of that's what i was just gonna say yeah but i still loved it oh my oh, gosh yeah. it's so good and i was so happy that i reread it because like when i first started it i was kind of like oh yeah i remember this book I know I love the McCalters, but okay. And then like, just like Camry Moaning always does, there's something about her stories and the way that they unfold. It just like Sucks pulls you in. in. Yeah. I like, like, I remember it. liking this one of the McCalters because they, we do Drewston's story first and then you get Dagus's Dagus. story. And is that the next book? Probably. I don't know if there's I any in so, between. Yeah. It's right. But right. I think that there were like, some things that I was confusing between the two, but I remember liking the Drewston book better. I think like, I remember really connecting to this. There were a, there was a lot about this book that I did remember when I was going back through it. Well, it was funny because when you I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not reading the book I thought I read, but I do remember this book. But all I remember are track pants. And that really was all I remember. Yeah. And like, yeah. And I totally remember that scene too. And when I read through it again, I was like, oh yeah, I totally remember this. And the like the sales lady being nasty to her yep. and that like him like, like not fitting me. his big cock in the jeans and the right? and, <laughs> so Oh my gosh. That's why the, I had to get track pants. The amount of time I spent trying to think like, okay, so his cock's not showing, but the jeans aren't buttoned. And they're way too small. How is this cock not showing? I'm so con- how I mean, is I this working? It's just like pointed down and like really stuff. But like the way like, they the describe side. it, like that thing is massive. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like he has to wear track pants because he doesn't yeah. fit in these modern times jeans. His trues, <laughs> like they call yeah. his trues. Yeah. So I should like I, I'll I'll rewind a little bit. So this book is about. We can just talk Mac- about his penis. The the yeah. Let's talk about his penis. <laughs> but the McCalters, which we know from Fever, because Christian is a McCalter, and we do get a little like snippet of um, Dagus Andruston in Fever. Like they come to help out with the ritual and they work with um, barons, and so we do know these One, characters. We know bit. what happens to Dagus to at Dagus, the end, but we don't. But that's a whole nother. Yeah. That's something else. Um. <laughs> that I'm still upset about. 
Um, but anyways, they this one is about Drustin, which is one of the brothers, and he's basically this you know, witchy woman in the, in the past is worried that he is somehow going to affect the fate of her son and be involved with him dying before his time at a young age. So she's like, Oh, well I can't hurt him, but I got to do something. So she makes a deal with some gypsies and they put a little, like, what do they do? Enchantment. It's like an enchantment. Yeah. And basically he goes to sleep. Rip Van Winkle enchantment. Yeah. goes to sleep for 500 years. That's it. They tuck them away in really this little nap. underground yep. ca- cave. It's a cave. So it's like a cave system underneath what, uh, I don't know how you the say it. The Loch Ness. Brocked. Yeah, but it's like in Loch Ness. It's in Loch Ness. And it's where the st- Stonehenge kind of thing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, then we have our American tourist, Gwen. And her story got- is so funny to me. I think like her story she's is sad, but she's not sad at all. It's so well, yeah, but weird. it's like it's a strange thing to do. Oh, like the laundry? reason that she's like taking this vacation. This is odd. Oh, because she wants to pop her cherry. Yeah. And she talks a lot about that. Like it's I gotta do some cherry popping. And I'm like, I don't know if we say that anymore. Um <laughs> I don't think we do. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Like uh, because I'm the age I am, I got the reference, but like I'm like, I kinda wonder, like. Is that something we say anymore? I don't know. But like, there's lots of jokes about finding her cherry popper. Cherry popper, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, she goes, she somehow has ended up on this, like, you know, those like tour groups that are usually of the older variety, you know, they want to go see the Highlands. So she's on this like tour group and the bus with a whole bunch of older people. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go on a little hike because I want to see this area. She like falls through a crevice and lands on this Highlander, <laughs> and like and because like the what what is needed to break the enchantment is sunshine and blood, and yeah. so she falls beyond this like where the runes the have rune been bar. like put on his body. Yeah. yeah, so she falls through. She's bleeding a little bit, and the sun hits, and he wakes up, which. How fun is that? This is so fun. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm all in immediately. I'm yeah, like, oh, it's like, already what? sexy. He's it's waking already- up and he's like, ooh, this buxom lady's straddling me. And yeah. yeah, to him. Yeah. Because she's wearing like shorty shorts and a tank top. Yeah. She's wearing like, you know, completely Modern normal dress. attire for the time. But for him, he's like, it's, it's it's actually there's a lot of humor in it. Like there's a lot of like, well, clearly this lass is looking for a lover. Why else does she have her, you know, her boobies are out. <laughs> she, she's mine, clearly. <laughs> um, I do like I wish there was a little more of like uh, Drusen in like modern times. I think that would have been fun to have a well, little see, more of that. Well, see, it's funny because you were like, isn't there time travel? Yeah. I was like, no, that's a different There's one. There's totally time travel. like, I totally forgot. That, well, because there is time travel in another book where she goes, like someone goes back. And so like, I, I knew that he was in the future, but I totally like forgot about that they the go part back. of her going back. Yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, even though I say like, oh, I think it would be interesting to have more of him in like, like, you know, current times when she goes back is when it like really picked up for me. Like I, I really loved all of that because basically, you know, they succumb to their desires. They're both young, good looking, hot people. They connect. Well, there is a, I think there's a mate thing happening there. 
it's a little different than like the. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's not. They don't like come out and say that, but I think it's more of like so in his like he's a druid, and so yeah. in his time, all the ladies are like, oh, whoa, like you're not Christian. They're I mean, very he is weird Christian, but it. he's a Christian druid. Yeah, so he's like scared away all of his potential wives even though he's a total catch even though he's like hot as shit yeah they're like magic no who the devil's the work devil, and yeah. so i yeah so like gwen is not like afraid of him and she really kind of embraces these like weird parts about him and so i think yeah. that there's like a he feels like a connection to her because she sees him and he's well, like and allowing himself to be seen yeah. by her. She's also a modern woman and she's been allowed to read books and be educated. And she happens to be kind of very, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, she's a scientist. She gave it up because she had like developed something that would, you know, I kind of got the sense of like something that would be along the lines of like a nuclear bomb. And she's like, I don't want this getting into the wrong hands. So now she's selling insurance, which I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but like he he sees and they're they're very like like minded in what they know, but it's a different way to view it. So like he sees it as being like the you know, the druid arts or magic. And she's like, Well, this is science. I know why this does this. And like she's like into like, you know, physics. So like it's kinda that was actually a really interesting part for me. Like I like I appreciated that how you know, there was this explanation that like what was magic years you know, centuries ago was now. actually science yeah. and now we can explain it and it's not of the devil like it's just nature it's the world yeah. right and like that they were able to connect over that yeah like I said like yeah like he they were like-minded in some ways but they're also like both very stubborn mm -hmm. and so there was like just a really good like banter between them which you know you gotta have good banter for me to oh yeah they have to the great characters. banter they're hilarious. And the, the, when they first have sex, it's like right before he sends her back in time. Uh, that was super hot. Super, oh, yeah. Super hot. Lifting her up against some stones. Mm -hmm. Let's get this on. And like, and I did like. I, I don't know, know why she needed to be naked when she went back. I mean, I know they were late. But like, let the, lady put, yeah, let the lady put her pants back on first. Come on now. Yeah, he had, you know, very late. We had to do this. We had to get it done. And like he thought he, he was thought going he back was with, be her. with her. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like this that's what this is what's happening is he wants to go back cuz he he's enchanted because his brother had passed away and he's given this note that like if you come to this spot I can tell you like what happened to your brother. And that's kind of like what gets him into this predicament. But that's what had happened. Like his brother died. So he wants to save that. And he's also seeing the ruins of his castle and realizing that like his family line did not go on. Mm, so, yeah, yeah he's like, we got to get back. We got to save Degas. We got to see what my father Sylvan's up to. Like we got to make things right. And then there's also like, I don't, I didn't ever quite got it, but they, the McKelters have a responsibility in protecting these stones and like the connection to the fae there was something there i don't think that she really had that like fleshed out yet because i think I, it's I explored more in the next book because there's stuff oh, okay. that i remember and i think it's Degas's story but okay yeah yeah because there was like, like uh, one thing that i had gotten confused was that when they went to where the castle was i thought that's when they met christian's dad and you meet christian as a little boy but that was Degas's book no, when they go back, when she goes back, it's it's Christian's dad, I think. Well, no, because Christian's it's dad Molly would be in the present. Oh, is yeah. that the end of the book? 
Yeah. Oh, you okay. I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Okay. So go, good. Well, good yeah, to know because no. I know she. Go, yeah. Okay. I don't want to yeah. jump ahead. And I will say, like, I know as much as you hate the like virginity trope, it worked for me with her. Like, she's super science minded. Like, it kind of made sense. And she's going here. She's like, I'm, I'm over it. Let's pop this cherry. I'm gonna find someone that does it yeah. for me. Although I you don't know? know why, like, you wouldn't immediately want it to be him. I guess besides the huge dick, because that probably doesn't feel good when you're a virgin. Well, she thinks he's insane. Meh. Because she's like, you're not 500 years old. What are you talking about? Like, why do you have swords? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you must be like some like you're in some cosplay nightmare or something, you know, like she doesn't think he's all there. Yeah. But then I mean, she does. But she does like still think he's hot, though. Oh, yeah. And like she talks about it. She's like. He might be insane, but I don't know. It looks like a pretty good way to go. Like, <laughs> and like, as a reader, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I agree, girl. Do it. Let's get on that. Yeah. Let's, come on. Um, and so get she on does. That Highlander. Yeah, yeah, they they get it on. And but then, like, they're in this process. He's like, okay, well, we got to go back because like, the moon's at the perfect place. It's this. My, well, doesn't he didn't even tell her what was happening? Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna prove to you, I'm not lying. Yeah, but he never I'm take says you back how. In time. Yeah, he yeah. never. Yeah. So we, but and I, I thought this was so smart, such a way to keep the story going to where you're like totally engaged because you go from him convincing her that he's not crazy and that he actually has traveled through time. He pushes her through the stones. Uh oh, current Drewston can't go with her, so she ends up yeah, back you got in the 15, time wrong. Yeah, she ends up back in fifteen something, and Drewston's there, but it's Drewston that doesn't know her. Like it's Drewston of the fifteen somethings. And like, it's so good because then she has to like do like the reversal of like convincing him like, oh, no, like you love me. Like we got a really good connection and <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm just from the future. Uh, and I loved it. I loved how he was kind of pouty about it. And he was like, no, I'm getting married. I'm going to get married. Finally, my like, you know, my betrothed is on the way. Year old. Sure, she's 15. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, she's really going to love handling that huge dick. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but like. Like she's like trying to convince him, and he's like, "You're a witch. I don't know what you want. Get out of here." And then, you're a hot witch, but you're, you're a witch. hot. Yeah, exactly. You have a very, really nice fringe. I really like your hair. <laughs> yeah. And there's you're something about your body that's a little more modern that you know it's definitely doing it for me. But no, I need my 15 year old Christian girl. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, I I love their banter. I loved the relationship between her and his father. I'm like, yes. am I aging out of these books because? I don't know, man. 60-year-old Sylvan's kind of doing it for me. (laughs) I mean, he was a hot ticket, too. Yeah, he sounded hot. And, like, I liked his story with um, the, like, she's like a nanny. Like, how? yeah. Like, I did find it kind of funny that, like, so this lady, Gwen, shows up on their doorstep, like, naked in in a storm. And they bring her in. And she's, like, treated as a guest right off the bat. But you learn that Nell, the like housekeeper lady, kind of a similar thing had happened to her because she'd gotten like attacked and left. But like she became the housekeeper. Yeah. They so like, oh, her. Gwen gets to be just like a guest who's getting waited on with this other lady. I, I mean, just put I her think to she work. had been there for a while though. And she no, probably, I know she had. She, she was had. grateful and she probably wanted to like earn her keep. Yeah, no, thing. I totally, I just, it kind of made me chuckle because yeah. I was and, like, okay. Well. well, and then Gwen showed up and she was in their like colors, like in mm-hmm. Justin's kilt, yeah. which I think is a big deal in like yeah. Scottish 
culture. Like, absolutely. So that's why he's like, oh, and they made a point like, hey, she showed up like her maiden head had been broken, which is kind of gross, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, like they could tell. Like she and, had blood on her thighs. And she said, like, Driston did it. So right. they're like, what? Like, you just took this lady's maiden head. Guess what? That's your betrothed now, you know? <laughs> so it was, I don't know, it's yeah. like fun. There's it a lot was. of humor in it. Um, it was exciting too, much yeah. like the book I read. I thought, you know, it was like kind of fast paced. You wanted yeah. to see what happened. And- yeah. And there is like, there's a time element too. Like she has got to convince him because he's got to go save Degas before Degas gets slaughtered in this like Yeah, because, war. yeah, like what you didn't say is like, so he, he was trying to plan to send them back for like a week after, like when he was already gone. Yes. So I don't even think he was planning to try to save Degas because Degas was already dead by then. But he knew that like there couldn't be two Drustons in the same time frame. But he yeah. like messed up and went back like a month before Degas had even been killed. And yes, so that's so. why he like couldn't stay like he got. But he like appeared to his past self and what his past self thought was a dream he did. And he's yeah. like, listen to me. Love this lady. And he's like, get Love out of her. here, demon. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like if I had one complaint about this book, I felt like Drustin was a little bit like slow on the uptake. Because it's like, let's, this is Drustin. The Drustin that woke up is just the Drustin from a month later. So like, it's not like it's a totally different dude. Like, why would why would he be so reticent to believe something Right, when he knows he, the stones exist. And yeah, like it, he like, knows all that stuff. But I do, I will say I don't think he did know it was possible because remember, like, Justin's like this, he wasn't like totally confident that it was going to work. That's true. Because they'd never tried it before. Yeah, because, because you're they not believe that you do it. become evil if you yeah. do. And these like evil druids will take you over, which they end up happening to mm-hmm. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. I thought it was really, really fun. Yeah, I oh, loved I loved it. it. All. I loved it too. I loved Sex all of these Highlander hot. books. Absolutely. Yeah, I always loved the McKelters. Yeah, the McKelters are the best. Like, I mean, I except when Christian got all creepy when he yeah, was he starting had a to moment, turn but into he the came out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold it against him, you know. He had a whole unseely thing going on. So. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, I love them. Um, my one like I felt like Gwen had so many shitty things happen to her. I feel like she should have been a little more like a work in progress. Like, like she should have had a little more trauma. I don't mm, know. It did yeah. seem a little weird to me. Like how quickly she was just like, Sylvan's great. And yeah, I'll go back in time. Oh, I can't be here. Okay. I'll go forward in time. Like, I don't know. Well, just- one thing that also made me really sad too, was that when she, um, like she was like jazzed about the idea that she had gone back in time because initially she thought that he just left her like he went back in time and, yeah. and left her there and she was like I don't have any I don't have a life she didn't want to go back to her yeah. present time because I don't have anything yeah. there anyways like I've got nothing got yeah. nothing going on it's just, right geez, okay so she would say stuff that's like really sad like that but then it wouldn't like that wasn't like her in the book like that wasn't how her character functioned so I'm like he should be a little more messy I think like remember messy mac she should be a little more messy Mac territory. Although we complained about messy Mac. We did was complain annoying. about messy Mac, but messy Mac did make sense. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, if Gwen always made sense. That said, I love Gwen. She's yeah. probably one of my favorite heroines from like all the Highlander books. And 
But yeah, anyways, they like eventually like they save Dagus. Drustin's like, yeah. Drustin, because he taught board. her a spell to say, but she didn't know it was a spell to get That's their right. like memories so to it. merge. So yeah, she finally like said the thing that that made him remember everything about their time together in the future. So yeah. then they were able to like hatch a plan to save Dagus and yeah. But that all everything goes to shit though first, because like they saved Dagus, but then the like I keep forgetting what he was. He was like the like pastor, and then yeah. his mom was the the like witchy lady Baguetta or something. Yeah, <laughs> Baguette, um, <laughs> good old Baguette, <laughs> and still things because you can't really change fate. Yeah, she still saw something coming, and she was like, "Well, Dristan's betrothed is related to this." And because she was in Dristan's bed, she assumed that that she Gwen was the betrothed, you know, in a way she was. And then her son ends up dying anyways. Like there's still the same kind of like complication. Yeah, she brought like fate upon herself yeah. because you can't. Yeah, you can't change it. You can't. And then she ends up going back into the present time because the Dristan in this time happened. didn't. Because like he. He doesn't know her. Like, he never found her because he never got enchanted. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, okay. so she couldn't. I was trying to skim. Like, I did read. in that timeline I anymore. did read this whole book years ago. Yeah. And I ran out of time. So I was, like, trying to skim the last 2% oh, of the book. Yeah. And so it's like, I, you know, I got to the point where the son died anyways and like she's shushed back to the yeah, present sh- time, but back. I kind of because I was skimming, I missed why that happened. Yeah, okay, because, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, she never found never, him because yeah, he was never yeah. there. Yeah, and so yeah, she goes back into present time and surprise, baby on board. <laughs> she's pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, it is kind of weird because she's like, "Well, I'll just make do with this," and she's kind of happy about it. Because she still has a piece of Dristan. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I can kind of see that. Like, if you don't yeah. think there's any, like, possible way that you're ever going to be able to see this person again that you're, like, pretty sure is the love of your life, then getting yeah. it, being able to have a piece of him, a piece of him is better than nothing, something yeah. to hold on but to. It's pretty sad because it's like, yeah. even like her doctor, like, basically, it was just like, you know, confirming she had to go to a doctor. She couldn't just take a pregnancy test because she's a science lady. Mm-hmm. She's got to know things. She's got to have all the facts. Um, and her doctor was like, oh, well, like, so basically kind of inquires about the father. And she's like, oh, he died. And like right before that, the doctor's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your parents. It's only been a month since they died. And I'm just like, see that once again, so much sadness for this poor lady. And but, her you know, parents had like disowned her pr- they prior disowned her to that. She turned her, she... her back against science. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot going on there, but she seems okay, you know. Highlander dick makes everything right. But anyways, she ends up eventually, she's like, okay, well, I'm pregnant. I have to at least go back to the Highlands. Like, I'm just going to go back and see, like, if the castle's there. Like, what remains, you know. Like, if anything changed. It made sense that she would want to go back. And so she finally goes back, and there's yet another sexy Highlander. In modern times, and it's not just Christian's dad. It's Christian's dad. Yeah, I th- and now I feel like maybe we're lying, but I'm pretty sure it's Christian's dad because yeah, because one of the yes. little there's a little yeah. boy there. Yeah. Um, but it's him, and then it's like they know immediately who she is. She's like, "What do you? Why do you know who I am?" Right? And there's a big old painting 
of her. And then it turns out there's this like story that's been passed down through the ages of this woman that will come and will awaken Driston. And it turns out he's like, uh, in so this, he slumbered himself. He's in, yes, exactly. He's like okay. so smart. He's like, well, if the gypsies could do it before, they can do it now. So I'm going to go to sleep again. And then she'll know how I won't tell anybody how to awaken me. So nobody can fuck this up. And then she'll show up and she'll figure out how to awaken me, which was a big gamble. But she shows up and she does, in fact, figure out how to awaken him. And then it's happy ever after. And I thought it was so nice. So, so yeah. well done. So smart. <laughs> it's very yeah. satisfying. Like, I really did. I love that ending. It's very satisfying. I was going to say ending. that she's really good at satisfying endings. She is. Except in general. <laughs> if we, well, anyways, this is not season one, Lisa. <laughs> I know. That's but yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I kept, I was like kind of joking earlier, like, you know, they get married and there's a baby and it's wrapped up with a bow, but this was wrapped up with a bow in a way that I really enjoyed. It was satisfying. About. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there I didn't is a little feel, I, something I didn't coming. feel the ending of the book I read was satisfying just because it was very abrupt. Yeah. This but I still enjoyed the story abrupt. overall, but yeah, yeah this one was, this one was, complete. was really like a complete circle, you know, like you. Ended up where he started and it it was very well crafted for sure. Yeah. And then there is like this little snippet that's like thrown in there, like another letter that Sylvan left like, hey, Dagus didn't do so well after you decided to put yourself to sleep. He kind of had a moment. He kind of looked out for you. And well, guess what? You actually uh, the castle burnt down and you burnt down with it and he just couldn't have that. So he decided to go back in time through the like the stones the way you're not supposed to mm-hmm. um and he's got some issues so hey can you go check in on him because apparently he's still alive because you know he's immortal yeah i couldn't remember like because you know obviously from fever we know that they're both in the present day so and poor like, did, never gets a break did... jeez yeah i know the, yeah reading and I'm, i didn't even read dagus's story but i totally want to reread it now but it makes me think or get upset about that too because it's like did she plan to like do another book with him like another highlander book to like Mm -hmm. talk about how he's doing or i don't it just seems like she really did him dirty she did like poor guy like he already got screwed over by becoming the dark highlander right and he's got these like 13 evil druids inside of him but he somehow perseveres and he finds his boo and there's love there and then he gets freaking like he becomes oh i don't maybe people haven't read fever so i don't want to give it away but he gets screwed over again yeah and And then we don't get any resolution yeah he's like taken a we'll we'll just say that he's taken away from his love he is and we don't get any resolution (laughs) for if they're ever gonna come back together (laughs) yeah so yeah now I feel sad I know now I I gotta read his book but that's not in the cards for us because as we know we're on a reading schedule for this podcast and you've probably heard enough of the Highlanders for now although I will say that I highly recommend reading all of these books because they're so fun and much like Jessica, who also recommended the Fever series to me, I absolutely devoured every one of these Highlander books right after I finished 
well as many of the fever books as were out at that point yeah and yeah they're just they're a good time and they are very like harlequin romance adjacent there's a lot of virgins and babies but i think almost every single one of i don't know about all every one of them being a virgin but i'm pretty sure every one of the books except for one the lady ends up pregnant at the end or two yeah oh that's right gwen's having twins hey hey yeah forgot to add that but yes we're moving on to something a little more current yeah so we decided partially because it's we're slow readers that we're having a a hard time reading knocking out two books a week and also there's like so many books that have come out recently there's so much buzz around and with social media i'm just worried about spoilers happening so we've decided to kind of segue into just talking about some like buzzworthy or like the books that are hot right now um so like read what i want (laughs) yeah so we don't have to wait (laughs) and we'll go back to the themes now and again too but yeah so for the next at least few episodes or maybe for the rest of the season we're just going to be talking about some buzzworthy books to kind of see what all the fuss is about and whether or not we agree yes and i'm really excited to read the one we're reading next week because i've only read one other book by this author and i loved it and i loved it when i didn't expect to love it which is the best because i was a little it had like a little like a religious christian kind of setup i guess Mm -hmm. i'd say yeah yeah. The, the, it's the like four Christian horsemen of the apocalypse anyway yeah yeah I'm so, so you only read like, the one too this. i only read the first one yeah, but i loved yeah. it it was the just second this, one like, was actually my favorite really i still remember that mm-hmm. first book it's like we should it was laura is it laura the lassa we were you know i us, think whatever. so let's just say that's how we say it yeah sorry um, but, if we're mispronouncing oh, your name like the other last last time i told you i had the scene stuck in my head and it ended up being the bridge kingdom i still see the scene of like that main character on his horse just plodding through like bringing pestilence and like going through vancouver and just like i don't know like so much of that book still sticks in my mind yeah Um, well so yeah so she did a like a four book series it was the four horsemen of the apocalypse Apocalypse, so like each horseman got their own book and it started with pestilence and she was like insistent that i read this and you didn't want to right because i was like how are you making pestilence hot exactly and she She did it like that's why i'm like how like (laughs) wow kudos so i'm so excited to read something else by her like really really excited (laughs) yeah so what are we reading What's it called? Bewitched. I don't know if I love that title, but that's okay. I'll give it a chance. Yeah. I, didn't did, like I don't even know when it came either. out. It came out this year, right? Or last, yeah, maybe it was, last year. People were talking Somebody about recently. it recently. Yeah. I think it's this year. Don't quote me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited. I already started I am a too. Bit. It's been, it's I good. mean, it's been on my to be read list, my TBR, since it came out. Yeah. So Let's do it. I'm pretty excited. So, yeah. yeah. So, join us next week. We'll be talking about Bewitched. By Laura Thalassa. That's the witch show, right? Or is she like, yeah, a wiggle, nose. wiggle, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I can't. I don't think it's nose. that, though. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So you got your reading assignment. You're off the hook, guys. You only have one book to knock out this week. Oh, we've we already read again. It, I know. You guys are way behind the times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us. This was a little bit of a long one, but we had a lot to say. So apparently we're long winded ladies, long winded (laughs) ladies of paranormal romance. That should have been the podcast name. There's always the opportunity to change things. (laughs) All right. Well, in any event, until we meet again, happy reading, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub.com at gmail.com.